You're listening to Sci-Fi TV Rewatch, episode 472. My name is Dave, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Wayne, as we look at the penultimate episode of season one of the Prime Video series, Outer Range. So we've got seven to talk about tonight, eight next week. And then the great void of uncertainty. And the, oh, I like what you did there. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so what we decided... Who to knows do- what happens when we jump into the void? Who knows... <laughs> Where we go, who knows if we'll ever come back, Dave. Exactly. So, uh, well, let's go ahead and announce that big news that we've been talking about for a while. And and I guess we really should credit Fred. He, uh, you know, mentioned it. I mean, not that the show wasn't on our radar. I think it was probably- Definitely on my radar. Yeah, yeah. definitely more on your radar than mine. But we are going to cover the- Amazon Prime Video series that is upcoming in September, The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. It drops September 2nd on Prime Video. So I don't know if they've said yet whether they're going to do two episodes at a time or just one. But I guess we'll find out. I mean, normally what Amazon does is they'll like drop the first two, sometimes three. And then they're once a week after that. Okay. So I don't know what they're going to do. All right. Good for podcasters. Hopefully they'll just do the one because we're not going to double up, I don't think. At least that's not the plan. Um, So then we've got a four-week window in between the beginning of Lord of the Rings and the end of Outer Range. So we're we're thinking we might do four movies, but uh, titles to be determined we'll keep everybody posted on that and we haven't done movies in oh my god probably it's close to nine yeah. ten years well i don't know if it's been that long because uh we did do finally deadpool oh good recently. point that's right so uh um, okay good point uh but uh but yeah before that i can't even think of the movie that we had done before that you know so we'll, we'll see yeah so i got a couple ideas yeah, we got one. We'll, we'll maybe mention one or two next week, and, and okay. then, you know, we'll, we'll drip feed them. So that was sort of like a zombie or vampire reference, but I don't think yeah. I don't think it went over that well. But anyway, no, I don't think it's all right. We'll just keep going. It's fine. <laughs> all right, what we're watching? I am still plugging away at Manifest. I'm into season three, which is the last season that has aired. There, they are getting a fourth season, as I've mentioned, of twenty episodes on Netflix. I'm really starting to notice that the acting has kind of gone a bit over the top, especially with Josh Dallas's character, Ben Stone. You know, it, it's almost as if he still thinks he's playing Prince Charming on Once Upon a Time. But I've invested this much, so I'm going to keep going. Can't, can't turn back now. No turning back now. Um I also made it through episode three of Westworld. And by saying I made it through, don't, don't misunderstand me. I, I'm really loving this. Uh, you know, but here, here's what happened to me. I, I think I mentioned to you last time that I only saw the first episode. So I sit down last night or the night before, I forget. I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll watch the second episode. There, there's actually two, three, and four available. So I'll see what my night's looking like. So I'm watching two, I'm looking and thinking, well, okay, I saw this part. I must have just stopped after 10 minutes. So then I'm 10 minutes in. I'm like, well, okay, I saw this. Maybe I just watched 15 minutes. <laughs> Dude, I watched the whole second episode. So I basically right. watched it twice, which is right. fine. That's nothing wrong with that. Because 
certain things, I still don't exactly know what's happening with, with certain yeah. characters. Uh, I, you know, cause like I, each time a new one comes out, I watch first the episode from the week before, then I watch the new one. So, you know, I've, I've seen the, the previous episode twice before I watched the new episode. And, uh, you know, even there, I'm still in a, a semi state of confusion with Westworld. Good semis, because Westworld, and I think probably during this podcast, I'm going to be doing a lot of comparing Westworld to Outer Range, you know, because Westworld is giving us answers as we go, uh, but still leaving it at a place where we're not exactly sure what's going on, but we're, you know, we're getting a little bit at a time. Uh, but I just, yeah, I love what this season of Westworld. So, so good. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm going to probably won't get to it tonight, but, but hopefully tomorrow I'll get back. Oh my to, God. Uh, the, the, the last episode, dude. Oh my God. Okay. It's so good. <laughs> now, um, the other show that I'm watching on Netflix is uh, another international crime drama and Netflix calls it the Nordic murders. IMDB calls it the baltic murders and it's got some other name actually neither name really very good when you think about it well but the interesting thing here is it takes place on this island that's in between germany and poland so you know the the police are constantly having to work with each other so many of these people speak both polish and german and yeah, it's really an interesting show. Uh, we just had a major character die, and the the the, the episode left us wondering. Well, well, wait a minute, is that character dead or not? Right. <laughs> and we was like, my wife's like, I'm not going to bed yet. We got to at least start the next episode and find out. And we're like 10, 15 minutes in. And it's like, well, is this person or not? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think we finally right. got our answer. But uh, anyway, what are you watching? Um, well, you know, Westworld, I mean, we talked about that, so, but I mean, I can't encourage you enough, not you, because you're watching, yeah. but if you are not watching Westworld, have not watched, or if you maybe loved season one, kind of soured on season two, and maybe gave up on Westworld, I'd say go back and give her another try, because um, uh, I, th- I thought that season three was really, really great. Well, I mean, I think each season was great, but season three was great, but season four is just killing it right now so otherwise i finished my rewatch of star wars clone wars which was pretty awesome and that show really ends very very strong and of course because they're bringing the end of the clone wars is um basically you know the, the end of the clone wars was the revenge of the sith movie in um, you know in star wars canon so it's it's really cool how they did that um, had you know showed action that was going on at the same time as what we know is happening in the movie, but yet not showing us the action for the movie. Like Obi Wan and Anakin Skywalker are really, I don't think they're in the last episode of Clone Wars at all. Well, maybe Obi Wan is. I can't. I can't. But but really, the the action focuses on Ahsoka Tano, and who is you know going to be the subject of her own. Uh, series on Disney Plus in a, a little bit. So, you know, big reason for watching that is to catch up on, you know, like this stuff. So, of course, after that, um, I know Bad Batch technically 
chronologically goes next. But really, I've been watching Clone Wars so I can get to Rebels. Uh, Star Wars Rebels is my favorite, probably Star Wars uh, joint of, of all. And so I'm now watching Rebels and just loving that. So, um, But I like Rebels too much that I'm not really watching anything else. I'm just banging out episodes of Rebels and everything. So. Well, we're going to get our fantasy on with uh, Lord of the Rings in a, in a couple of weeks. So, yeah, that's pretty exciting. As I mentioned before, I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I mean, I read them all back in the day, um, but I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, I, I, it's been long enough for me that I, I really don't remember a lot. So you'll be able to um, hopefully jog my memory about who certain people are or where they fit within the context of the Lord of the Rings world. I will do my best. It's been a while for me too, but I was really into Lord of the Rings for a while, especially when the movies came out. It's been a while since I've even seen the movies. I I probably should go back and at least watch the movies, but that is such a commitment. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm up for that. So, um, and, and honestly, I'll, I'll tell you what kind of did it for me was um, I had gotten uh, surgery it was like back in 2008, and so I was home for like a week or something. And my wife was out of town with our younger of our two sons. She took him to a hockey tournament. So it was me and my son, Sean, and he hadn't seen them. I'm like, hey, let's marathon these movies. And we watched the three movies back to back to back. And by the end of that last movie, I was just like, will this movie please end? <laughs> if I see one more freaking sword fight battle scene i am going to bash my head against the wall um yeah so it's it's funny like that you know i, I in 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 isolation I, I love those movies but watching them all together was really just too much probably uh you know too much hubris there and everything so um so i really haven't gone back to the movie since then but uh but uh, maybe i will i don't know i'm not promising that i will okay. All right, well, let's get to Outer Range, Episode 7 of Season 1, titled The Unknown, written by Zev Borrow and Brian Watkins, directed by Lawrence Trilling, released May 6th, 2022. Uh, I've got a big crackpot theory that I'm going to drop on you uh, in a little bit, but okay. you know, the opening scene here, we're at the local roller rink. It's a, it's a flashback to, I guess, the 90s. Young Perry's beating the crap out of Trevor, apparently for no reason. I, you know, in the present, at least he had a sort of a reason, sure. but, uh, you know, not enough, as he explains to Amy in this episode, that he, he wasn't so drunk he didn't know what he was doing. But as they're riding home, he and his dad, and Royal's trying to understand what the hell just happened with his son and and Trevor were confronted with that billboard again. And finally I wrote it down what it says. America tells you that the only things worth knowing are those which can be known. America is wrong. And obviously we're supposed to consider the void and what it is we know about the void more to the point, what we don't know about the void and, you know, certainly we see something in this episode that, that's pretty mind-blowing, and, and I don't know that I saw this coming, but, um, you know, I, I like how we come full circle with the fight at the roller rink uh, in the beginning of the episode, and then Billy taking Royal there. Yeah. 
holding a gun to his head and and telling him to lay off Autumn. Right, right. Yeah, and you know we think potentially he's he's gonna he's gonna kill uh, Royal here. Um, doesn't, but uh, you know it, it's funny because in the first episode, I mean, especially Trevor, we really didn't like Trevor. I mean, he came off as just complete a hole. We really weren't too one hundred percent upset when he was killed. Obviously, you know, like we've said a number of times, we didn't, you know, did, he didn't deserve to die for what he said. He definitely deserved to get his ass kicked pretty seriously. But, but when we see this scene and we think, well, you know, I mean, I get why Trevor probably absolutely hates the Abbots, right? Like, I mean, you, the, I mean, Perry was really laying into him, and even though they're just kids. And that's not something you just forget. No, of right? course not. So, you know, we, we again, we've talked a lot about how, you know, the Tillersons are kind of the antagonists. But if we really look at them, besides Wayne crazily going after their, you know, that the, the West pasture and everything, you know, there's really nothing that they've done that is nothing that no one else would have done, you know? But they're still like I, you know, I still, ironically, my head knows that, but my heart still wants to kind of side with the Abbots, even though each episode gives me less and less reason for wanting to side with them because I really don't like the Abbots really either. Well, right, and I think what we see in this episode really pertains to Perry as much as Rhett, because I think we talked about this last week. If we were to think either brother had an anger issue it might be Rhett rather than Perry and now we realize well no it's definitely Perry that that the incident at the bar where he delivers that kill shot to Trevor's throat you know was not an anomaly that you know here he had anger issues as far back as childhood and we don't know what happened in between but uh, you know now we've got to wonder well okay We've thought, well, maybe they had a fight. Rebecca walked out into the field, fell into the void because she didn't see it. Now we've got to start considering whether or not Perry had something to do with her disappearance. But then it's that exchange he has with his father, you know, that yeah. that he asks his father. Did you have anything? Right. And then he right. says, I don't believe you. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, it's, since Perry has confessed to the murder, so even his own daughter is asking him, "Do you know what happened to Mom?" Yeah, yeah, and and so yeah, yeah, and it's a valid question. But now I'm totally confused because on the one hand, I don't feel and never really felt as if Royal had anything to do with her disappearance. We never got the idea that she was a bad mom, that she was, you know, a pain in the ass for the. Abbott family. I mean, yes, we know she didn't want to live on the ranch, but, you know, I mean, maybe she was, you know, more belligerent towards having to stay there than we've been led to believe. And maybe Royal did do something. Yeah. But, yeah. But, well, what? we certainly know he's capable. Yeah. Of it. Right. Right. And he's, as we see in this, this episode, he is super comfortable with dodging consequences. Yeah, yeah. We have that scene where Billy shows Luke the void, and he looks truly moved. I, I mean, you know, I watched this episode a couple of times. It's almost as if he has 
tears in his eyes that that he's welling up and i don't know if that's because he feels bad about misjudging his father all these years <laughs> although he tries to put a pillow over his well he doesn't yeah, try he does right. i didn't know what to make of that look that's on his face it's a very enigmatic look i thought i'm like what is he what emotions because i just couldn't i couldn't really nail it down like what he you know what he's trying to express here so you know um but yeah that there's who you know who knows i mean that's one good thing that this show does a lot of is kind of you know they they do put things out there for us to judge right yeah um which is kind of i i know you might say that goes in contrast with a lot of what i've been saying about this show but at, at, at moments they do show us things visually uh, they don't give us some kind of stupid voiceover. They don't give us like, you know, like scenes of people confessing stuff, except for, you know, Perry. Uh, we just get, you know, like straight up cinematic shots. And it's like, okay, viewer, figure it out. Yeah. And I understand you have a lot of the same concerns Fred has, and they're yes. obviously valid concerns. And Fred brings up, you know, the, the connection to dark. And obviously there are a lot of reasons we would, examine both shows in uh, in concert but as he points out and again you've said this on multiple occasions dark would give us some answers sooner and while they might pose three questions for every answer that's fine we at least at least felt like we were getting somewhere so you know i get that we got the buffalo i think we talked about whether and how many arrows it had so it did have one arrow right when it walks yes. up to the abbott house it does. It had two before. Right. Uh, I think Arden pulled one out. Right. It still has the one. Yeah. Right. So we see Amy sitting at the kitchen table. The adults are going about their business in silence. And I think Royal like shoves a bowl of cereal. I'm like, dude, that's a bit harsh. What did she do? Yeah. Except get caught in the crossfire. And she's got that bandage on her forehead. And then the camera cuts to Autumn smoking on the balcony of her motel coincidence or are we supposed to make a connection i think you know where i'm headed yeah i know where you're going this sure yeah you know again i don't think we've had anything to discredit your theory except for well i mean you know she we we hear her talking she's the person on the phone she addresses mom right so if obviously if this is an amy older than you know mom would be rebecca but again we don't know where rebecca is did she you know so whatever so it's, it's not unthinkable that the person on the other end of that phone is potentially rebecca and that autumn is an older amy that being said i don't know if i like your theory so much this week as i did last last week i felt pretty strongly that that was uh maybe a thing i don't know so much this week uh, I might be backing off on it a little bit, but I think it's still it's still out there, still a possibility. I don't think we've gotten anything to discredit yet. Okay, well, you're going to absolutely love my new one, but we'll get, okay. to, we'll get to that shortly. Um, I think we probably know how the Abbots lose the ranch. Be- well, yeah, it's pretty clear, <laughs> right? Because uh, you know, Royal and Cecilia go to the court for his bail hearing, five hundred thousand, and she puts up the ranch. And then, of course, we get that scene at the end. And I, I don't know what everybody is thinking at that point. Is he jumping in the void 
because he thinks he'll be reunited with Rebecca? Is he jumping in the void to avoid the consequences of having killed, murdered, whatever? Trevor, is it something else? But regardless, <laughs> he's not going to be there to post. No, he's not going to be there to for his uh, for his court date. So, yeah, and and so therefore the uh, the Abbots are going to lose lose their ranch. And you know, honestly, I mean, Perry, like what a little baby man like come on you know like like i mean the the more we see the more we're thinking maybe this guy should be locked up in jail honestly i mean he knows what his family has done to get him out of jail and he's just gonna i mean it seems to me like just avoiding the consequences or is it just impulse though you know i mean is it not really even thinking about the consequences because i guess you have to argue as an adult i mean does he not think about the con uh, consequence of putting a kill shot to Trevor's throat. Yeah. I mean, you could almost excuse an eight year old, not understanding the consequence of beating the crap out of, you know, another young boy. Uh, obviously it's a less, a lot less serious physically at that point. But, uh, um, but, but the other thing they return back to the ranch and we see Amy drawing that Abbott brand in a notebook, mm-hmm. not unlike what we've seen Autumn do. And, and again, this is kind of, we depend on Fred to do this sort of thing. Is it the same notebook? Oh yeah. All right. I guess I should have tried to yeah. take note of well, that. We expect yeah, Fred to do that stuff. Come on. Right. 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 Um, so we're just lazy. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, we would, and we would have had to go back, I guess, early because the, the, the notebook got burned up in the fire. Oh yeah. It was still somewhat intact after Royal sets her tent yeah. on fire, but, but still, but I, I, again, why is young Amy drawing? Did she, I don't remember if she saw, autumn's notebook or not so you know i know they talked about the the symbol you know as they were standing by the uh by the rock cliffs for for sure um but the other thing perry jumps in and obviously we've we've jumped to the end of the episode perry and, and royal are out there looking at the void and perry jumps in so has he gone to the future or the past what do we know about the void? We know that when Royal jumped in as a young boy, because we learned that in this episode as right. well, he went to the future. Yeah, almost a hundred years. Well, I guess like eighty some years in the future, right? Yeah, eighty six minus sixty or sixty eight minus whatever. Whatever. <laughs> We're English majors, not it's math majors. What, Where's uh, the you know, fourteen plus sixty eight. It's not thirty three. Eighty two years. Okay. So he goes into the future, adult Royal jumps in, and he goes to the future, albeit only two years or or so it would seem at this point with the evidence we have. Um, But then Royal jumps back in, and he goes to the past, right? Because he's two years in the future, and so, so, you know, apparently the void, you can go either way. So we don't know where Perry's gone. No, we have no clue. Um, it seems like maybe the future because it seems like that's where seems like that's where Billy went. Um, you know, because he talks about or when he you know he ate the dust. So <laughs> yeah, 
Like, really, Billy? Is that where you go with it? Why didn't you freebase it, buddy? You know, like, I don't know. So, but, you know, he he clearly went to a future. Um, so, you know, we might assume that that's where, where Perry went somewhere in the future. Um, but then, you know, like Trev's body, right? We don't know where that went, but it came back. Uh, so, again. Right. I um, guess technically it went to the future. Oh, Right, you know, five days. Yeah, or, yeah, right. It didn't come back. It just they threw it in, and it went a couple days in the future. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, duh. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, probably you know, back to the future. Well, here's the other thing, though. We see the camera pull back, and Autumn watches Perry jump into the void, and then the void closes. Yeah. Now. I couldn't figure out what kind of a structure that she's standing on. You know, is it a four-wheel drive vehicle? And if that's the case, where did she get it? I guess we could argue that she got it from Billy. But it almost seemed like some sort of scaffolding. Regardless, after I watched this episode a second time, I'm thinking, well, did she close it somehow? Does she have the power to close it? But, you know, on the other hand, when Royal jumped into it, when he was a kid, it opened up for him. Right. Right. True. So maybe this thing kind of like, it's like the room of requirement in Harry Potter, you know, just like if you need it, it's there. Well, you led me right into my other possibility is the void sentient. Did it realize that, young royal needed it and does it realize that perry okay for whatever good or bad he jumped in but you know we're going to close it off and and we're gonna it's best if we do it this way i mean i i don't know but but yeah i mean i think that's i don't know if either is more reasonable than the other i mean there's just something about autumn that I'm not ready to discount you know, that, no. that she has some well, sort of power. So, and this goes to kind of what Fred said, like why at this point do we just have questions, right? Like really, I mean, they answered a little itty bitty bit here, finally in episode seven, but really they've, they've given us very little. That's and that, for me personally, that's, I am, I don't know if you've been getting the vibe that I'm not. No, not at all. No, 100%. no. But but part of it, and and I like there are parts of it that I, I do like, but like I just think that for us to still be at this point, and they really haven't really given us anything at all. Like I said, in like an opposition show like Westworld, when Westworld gives us enough as we go that we feel like we we are getting some kind of answers, we understand what's going on. Like we have no nothing, like almost zero on Rebecca. Autumn is just a, a complete mystery um, still. Uh, we kind of back and forth on her. Um, we we get an answer as to where Royal's from, but really not much else there. So I mean, it's just like there's just a lot of things I feel that, especially when you have like a really great concept, like this void that represents all of time. You know, like it's almost like you want, like if you're in a science fiction show, you want people using the technology of 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 the that's come up with as part of the plot rather than it just be this kind of like background thing that we know zero about. And all of a sudden, 
and really probably the very last episode is we're going to find out, you know, more about it. Um, but uh, I just feel like, I, you know, I have to totally agree with Fred on that, that I, I think that it's really almost too little too late with them giving us answers, you know? Well, right. And, and, you know, in, in terms of, uh, I guess it's not an answer, a possibility, obviously, you know, Luke is irate with joy that she hasn't progressed um, further in, you know, prosecuting the Abbots. And then Billy's like, I think Trevor went to an uncreated part of the world. I think that's where he was those four days. Well, okay. I mean, in sci-fi, we, we've had experienced different shows, like, although I can't think of one off the top of my head, but, but the whole idea of the pocket universe, that, that universe that's in between uh, parallel universes where the laws of physics still apply and all of that. Although in this case, since uh, his body apparently didn't age, you know, uh, the dead body didn't you know, decay right. as it should have, I guess we could say that at least one law of the universe didn't uh, hold if in fact that that's what it was. But uh, Dave, you know the law of the universe that I thought was completely – Science fiction, and I heard an actual scientist using this phrase. Okay, is space time continuum? Okay, who'd you hear? Neil? It was on the uh, that Melvin Bragg in our time with Melvin Bragg. You told me about oh, that podcast, okay. right? Okay, and they're talking about the death of stars, which oh, is really yeah. interesting. Yep, I listened to that. The, yeah, and one of the people on it said, "Use the phrase space time continuum." I'm like, "Is that actually a thing?" <laughs> Like, I thought that was just made up. Like, oh, no way. Space-time continuum is actually a thing. That's cool. Yep. Uh, you, you mentioned when Autumn's on the phone with somebody and we get that, you know, that, that exchange, don't call me that, mom. And again, like you, you know, alluded to earlier, we don't really know who that is it did something happen that this is an adopted mother um is it rebecca who obviously would have to be you know you know of a certain age at this point or not uh you know obviously we know time travel is in play in this uh in this show but you know she's convinced that perry didn't kill trevor and I find that fascinating and, and, and you know in that particular scene again we see her face bathed in red light and I'm I'm not exactly sure what that's supposed to mean with her I you know we talked about uh, Royal last week when when he was bathed in that red light that he, he did have a certain demonic quality yeah. but in this scene it, I don't think it's that but clearly you know, we know she's wrong in this case. I mean, we know yeah. Perry killed him. We Perry definitely killed. Yeah, you are way off on that. On him, but she says he'll be okay. And again, like for when she said that, I'm wondering, it's like, does that mean Perry will be okay? Or maybe Trevor will be okay? Like, like, yeah, right. Like I think you said before, is someone gonna hit the reset button? Yeah. On this, you know, and like somehow Everything will go back to square one and we'll go back. The abbots will be sitting at like the breakfast table and everything will be fine and no one will be dead. I, you know, I don't know. I, I can't really imagine that happening, but yeah, you never know. Again, at this point, it's all pretty much on the table. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, speaking of uh, on the table, <laughs> we get that scene where Joy and her family are in the restaurant. 
I'm I'm, gl- yeah. I'm glad I wasn't the only person amazed at how big the portions were <laughs> on whatever <laughs> it was. It looked good, whatever it was. Yeah. But uh, Frank, aka Mastodon guy, you know, comes up and congratulates her. But but again, he can't let the Mastodon thing on his property go and. and well, also apparently evil teenagers as well. Yeah, right. Which, okay, that's a thing. I get that. Right. That's totally normal. I don't think that's there's no paranormal aspect of evil teenagers, though. That's just uh, the nature, right? Right. But I do like the fact that she's ready to blow him off until Martha points out that, you know, this, this town of white people is ready to elect not only a gay sheriff, but she says Indian, I, I would say Native American Native because American. I don't, you know, but, but, uh, and I think that gets her attention that, you know what, I, I can do this for Frank, you know, he's supporting me in, in my election and he's not the only one. So, you know, Frank, I'll, I'll go out and have a look. And it's like, literally you just closed a murder case, probably won't have another one of those for another decade or so. So you're going to have some free time on your hand, Joy. Yep. Go check out the Mastodon story. Yep. So has Cecilia killed her spirit guide? Dude. Yeah, what was what? up with that? Oh, my God. I know. What is with the guns in these people, man? Okay, now you are the bear expert. I, I defer. I'm, I'm, I would not say expert for sure. Well, but, as, no. as far as the co-hosts of this podcast yeah. go. <laughs> All right. Um, so I'm thinking like, all right, just get in the truck. Why do you get. go in the truck, get the gun? Yeah. Now, maybe she knows that the bear will just smash through the window anyway. Okay, fair point. I, I don't know. You'll still have an engine that you can drive away. Yes. You know? know. Yeah. You know, again, I, I did not look up what you should do if a bear is about to attack you, but your car is right there, and you can totally get to your car and drive away, but instead you decide to reach into your car, get your shotgun, and try to shoot the bear with a shotgun rather than just getting your car and driving off it, that it, it it's, I think what it partly represents is just this, this undercurrent of violence that just permeates the, the Abbott family. Yeah. That we don't see in the Tillersons. Now you could argue, yeah, but Luke had a pillow over his father's head. Yeah, there was. That. Yeah. <laughs> so, Anyway, but, but yeah, I mean, no, but just the, they are a, just a violent family. It seems to me that she could easily have just gotten in her car and yeah, maybe the bear might've put a couple dents in her car, but probably she gets away, you know, and the bear lives and she lives because that was freaking, I mean, granted, like, okay, she was in a life and death struggle there. You know, the bear like walking off, limping off and then collapsing. That was freaking sad, man. You know, yeah. So, congratulations! You you know unnecessarily killed an innocent creature. Potentially, you're like yeah, like we said, your spirit animal. Even though I guess the baby bears are spirit animal, but never got to check in on dead baby bear. Nope, because Mama Bear apparently dragged her out of the shack. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's what we're supposed to uh, believe. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I want to start down the path that's going to lead us to my crackpot theory this week. Okay. And it has to do with connections between the Tillersons and the Abbots. And, you know, Billy goes to see Autumn at the motel. 
tells her about crushing his father's rock that you mentioned, you know, a few minutes ago, and and he eats the dust, which lead to visions of him by her side and her as the leader over all Mother Earth. And it, it kind of then takes us fast forward to when he's got Royal in the roller rink, and he says, you don't know what she is. Fair point. Uh, true. We don't know Absolutely what true. she is. We don't. And, and again, it goes back to what you said. It's not so much where is Mickle, it's when is Mickle, And, and yeah. you know, a, a similar series of questions have to be raised about about autumn for a second there i thought she was going to be a mass murderer well when she was in the bathroom oh yeah the the restaurant and she's like saying that crazy speech and then she's like you know it's like fuck 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 yes yes you know she's like like get yourself pumped up and you know like just previously billy had is it billy billy told royal that you know some bad's gonna happen to your granddaughter. Yeah, and we see Amy and Perry at the the Shake Shack or whatever. Yeah, and um, and Autumn is getting herself psyched up in the bathroom. Like, oh, is Autumn gonna come out and like kill Amy? But she comes out and just says, "Oh yeah, you should talk to your dad." Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I mean, I guess it's kind of cool because they really threw me off there because you expect her to come out and do something terribly violent and horrible. And she just comes out and says, Hey, uh, Perry, why don't you go talk to your dad? Yeah. And that was like it. Right. Now you mentioned last week about, you know, if you're going to start a cult, Billy's Billy's your guy to be uh member number one. And, and it does seem to be heading in this direction. And she reaches into his pocket. And of course we're, we're thinking like, all right, she's unbuttoning his shirt. Now she's reaching down into his pocket. All right. I think I know where this is headed. No, that's not where I thought it was headed. Well, actually that's exactly where I thought it was heading. Okay. I like, they make it look like they're going to just do it right there on the, you know, the front of his truck. But I'm like, uh, nah, she's definitely going to carve the, the, the a symbol into his chest. Okay. Well, that's in fact what she does. So she's already branded herself. Now she's branding Billy. Let me go back to my crackpot theory, and that is that Royal is actually a Tillerson. Hmm. Now, I wonder whether in the future the ranches merge, and the fact that that they have branded themselves, or she branded Billy. Um, you know, he didn't argue about it, but I wonder if they're merged in the future. I mean, we, we, don't, we, we know they lost the ranch and Billy of course has the, you know, scene where he tells her in this episode, I think you're going to be able to get the ranch because they're going to lose it. And he doesn't know that Perry's jumped in the hole when he says that. But when we, when we get that scene at the end, when, young royal accidentally shoots his father and and it is of course an accident there's no question there right he makes an effort why he doesn't go get his mother and sister Uh, again i'm not sure what they would have been able to do but no no it appears his dad was clearly you know dead right already and that there was nothing but uh but you know it's funny because before he tells us that he's from the 19th century i mean we can see Clearly, he's from the you know from his clothes, from his mother and his sister's clothes. As he looks down, then we're like, 
Oh, he is. He's from a long time ago. Yeah, not the 1950s, which is where Royal Abbott, you know, the, the Royal Abbott we know, that's when he would have been from at that age in the 1950s. Right. So, uh, oh, probably not even because he was, he's probably only like maybe seven, eight years old, okay. right? Okay. And he jumped into the 68. So, but yeah, but yeah, certainly. He's from the 19th century, not the 1950s, but right. the 19th century. Yeah. Right. So in he goes, and the void closes, and and you know uh, that Perry that is, and and Autumn's looking on from a distance. So I guess what I'm getting at is, you know, he talks about, you know, jumping into the void. He pops out, and he finds his way to the Abbott Ranch. Well, how far did he walk? You know what I mean? How how far? Now, granted, mm-hmm. we don't know that the void opens in the same place every time. It, it may open at different locations. We don't know. But I guess what I'm getting at is that I don't get the in- impression he walked all that far from when he popped up in 1968. So, you know, was he a Tillerson back then? You know, what, we, we never know what his na- his real last name is. Right? right, we know him as Royal Abbott, but that's because her family took him in. So, to me, the the mystery that we've never learned his last name from 1886 may very well mean something. So, yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm trying because I remember um, Scott had told us he like I think he, he figured out the years that the uh, right the 1872 and 1876. Okay, right. right. So, all right, all right. Okay, so both families were, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So, so if if we go with, you know, the, you know, the 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 void takes you through time but not space, then that was his family. Yeah. Right. Which I mean, obviously, I mean, Cecilia is far enough generations away. It's not probably entirely creepy, but still, you know. Right. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. So, but yeah, well, yeah, and and is he? Yeah, is he? A t- all right. So that I mean that 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 for sure is is a thing. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, he's definitely a f- well. I mean, not him because he didn't. He produ- he he didn't provide any DNA to succeeding generations of either Abbots or Tillersons. But uh, you know his, you know his sister did in on the one hand and. Who knows who is alive, or you know, if maybe they are the Tillersons there, or maybe they're the Abbott. Like, oh, that's you've kind of thrown me for a loop there, Dave. I didn't really think about that. That's that's uh, that's groundbreaking, man. All right, well, we'll we'll see. You know, again, I'm not looking to get an answer in episode eight, but um, you know, we'll throw that out there for now. You know, you mentioned the scene where Amy and Perry are eating ice cream at the local. I put in my notes Dairy Queen. I don't know if it's a Dairy Queen, but same difference. Um, Some place has ice cream and fries, both. Yeah, which would be Dairy Queen. Which would be a Dairy Queen. <laughs> um, she asks if her mom returns while he's in prison, and she wants to leave. Can I go with her? And he's like, "Of course." Which I, I, I guess I would have been shocked had he said otherwise. Yeah. Right. But then, as you mentioned, that that crazy scene. Why? She happens to be, Autumn, that is, happens to be at the same Dairy Queen and is in the bathroom standing in front of the mirror. Somewhere on this land is an altar that has not been built yet, but I will build it. Okay. You know, we we talked earlier about religious overtones in this 
series, but they all were hovering around Cecilia more so than anybody else. Somewhere in the future is a portal to the past and I will own it. And and that's what got me to thinking about that that final scene. Does she have the power to close the void uh, you know, after Perry jumps in? Because if Perry jumps in, is that good or bad for Autumn? I don't know. Yeah. Well, good because apparently somehow she's going to get the ranch. Okay. But, uh, you know, right. otherwise. But I mean, you know, lest we not forget, it's possible that just Autumn is just batshit crazy. Well, it is. That is true. Okay. Yeah. That is true. I mean, just because she says, I am the mother of undying time and I will usher her into the world with power and love and justice. I will be your shepherd in the night. Which, that speech is crazy AF, man. Well, it is, but I guess within the context of the series and what we know about her and the void and Royal's past, it makes some sense. I, I'm not sure exactly what, but I think. But it's just like the, just the the kind of like I mean I don't know if it's delusion or not because if she actually pulls this off, as apparently according to Billy's vision, she does. But otherwise, it just really seems like delusions of grandeur, you know? Okay, and, and that, certainly, absolutely, but, you know. But yeah, you know, Billy said she's uh, in charge of the world. Yep. And it's like, well, then I guess what she says in the speech comes true. Again, I'm still not 100% convinced we're talking about straight up time or are we talking about different realities, right? Okay. Yeah, so. both are definitely still in play. And, and I mean, the last thing that I wanted to, to bring up is when Joy drives out to Frank's place. He mm-hmm. doesn't appear to be home, so she starts walking his property. I, I guess she has some sense of, of his property. And she goes down that path and passes a rock structure with the Abbott brand painted on it that Again, as I think you said a few weeks back, that was probably done by Native Americans, but how they got up there, or or maybe even a, a people that predate the Native Americans, we, we, we don't know, but I don't think it's the same one that we saw with Amy. and No, because the other one was like up on like a cliff. Right, right, right. So this is obviously something that's, you know, why would the, the Abbott brand be on Frank's property? So, you know, there's something about this brand that that's significant. And then she picks up the trail of the black powder as if somebody right. deliberately is leading her. Yes. Dear Lord, we better get some closure on that next episode is all I got <laughs> to say, because we see her follow it, but we don't really see anything, you know, the no resolution to that. So, right, right. She just follows into the woods and then, and then that's the last we saw of joy for this episode yeah um the last thing i would point out and and i could be wrong about this again this is one of those things that we always depended on fred to do and especially at dark i'm pretty sure both amy and autumn have blue eyes but i guess that's you know well after season one of westworld i have kind of given up on pointing out the physical differences between actors who are playing a um earlier and later version of, of of a character so um but you know possible i think probably about 90 percent of actors in hollywood have blue eyes though apparently that's from what i think or blue contacts 
Right, uh, right, true. Anyway, what else you want to bring up? Well, one thing. So in the beginning at the roller rink, did you see the video game that Royal is playing? I yeah, the shooting the buck and the doe. Yeah, it's playing Buck Hunter. Yeah, oh, okay. So which I get, but you know that kind of is a little bit of foreshadowing for you know he's hunting and tries to shoot the deer when he accidentally kills his father. Right. You know that that's one thing that came up is good hunters and bad hunters. Like Royal is a shitty hunter. I I know he's just a kid, but I mean that's obviously. A, a big rule of hunting is you don't just freaking fire your gun into nothing, especially when the you know you might have people down you know downwind from you and everything. Joy, good hunter, right? She's the hawk we talked about early on, right? That she um, t- keeps circling her prey until she gets it. Billy is also a hunter, good or bad, we don't really know. Seems like he's done okay from the. Amount well, you know, it seems like Tillerson's are pretty good, based on the amount of animal carcasses that are in the Tillerson home. You know, that's neither here nor there. Of course, you could have bought those and everything. I did go to a bar once in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, that had uh, taxidermied animals all like like in display cases in the walls all around the bar, and like I think there was two floors there too and everything and that's how i remember it but i might not have been a 100 percent great frame of mind there to remember things well so 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 i think that that theme of hunting um really plays into especially this uh th- this episode here okay and, and you know it, it, what suddenly strikes me you, autumn is hunting for something yes now is it something as simplistic as her mother are you my mother uh, you know uh, right well I, I think we see her earlier I, I feel like she you know is has hunted something like she had like some small game that she had hunted for food and everything right sure i believe um yeah i think you're right at her campsite in the in yeah, the first or yeah, second yeah. episode so again, this this kind of this theme of hunting permeates through. I mean, I don't think those things are in the show for no reason, you know. Right. I I, I feel like you had a lot of satisfaction with Luke punching Billy and saying, "Why do you sing, boy?" <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> and actually, when he was, like, you just imagine this Luke, all this pent up frustration from years and years of hearing his brother singing, and it's just driving him absolutely effing crazy. Even at his brother's funeral, Billy's singing, and Luke, you just see him just simmering, just basically right below boiling, and finally it just all comes out, and all he can say is, why do you sing? <laughs> oh, and, and he's, he's singing, or, or we hear him, I don't know if we hear the lyrics you know, as a voiceover or something. I'm like, well, that's pretty profound. It's a damn Fleetwood Mac song. So. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, nothing wrong with Fleetwood Mac, by the way. No, yeah, I like like Fleetwood Mac. Anyway. Fred mentions Luke and, like, why does Luke try to kill Wayne? I'm not sure I'm ready to answer that question, but I did think it that it's, it's something. That one episode after his mother kisses him full on the mouth, that he straddles his father... Which at first, when he did that, he like straddled him and then hugged him, which was weird. 
and then he tries to kill him. So I'm like, I, I'm going the Oedipal route on this one, Fred. I think this is uh, this is these these are mommy issues that Luke is dealing with here. Okay. Um the the ceremony, the dance that Joy and her wife go to, I thought was probably the best scene in the episode. Um, yeah, except what does it mean within the context of that? Exactly, right? And, well, and that's, it's a classic open range scene because yeah. it's clearly is significant, I guess. but we don't even have the, the, the foggiest idea of what that significance could be, except that somehow she like makes a connection with one of the older dancers, right? Okay. And then the next thing she does, because she's telling her wife, it's not done, right? Like, I can't remember what she said, but she's basically, like, her wife is like, congratulations. She's like, no, I'm not, it's not done. There's something missing, right? Yeah. And then she goes out to Frank's. So is going to Frank's partly because this nutter won't stop talking about the Mastodons, but also, you know, to get out there because maybe what's missing is out there because there's something about all of this that she just doesn't understand. But I thought that, that that was great. I thought I loved that they were showing uh, that really, which you don't really see a lot of representation of, of native culture in the United States and television. And I thought that showing this was awesome. And, and the, uh, especially all the, the, the clothes and the, the feathers and the headdress, and everything was just so cool. Uh, so beautiful. The colors, Finally, a scene that actually is in like bright light with colors and stuff. I mean, it's just so such a welcome sight for this show, you know. Yeah. Now, if they could have only found a cute kid to play their daughter, you know, if only, right? <laughs> oh um, my god, but, she's but you know, adorable. Yeah. But the other thing is, I'm not ready to discount the possibility of Native American history, which we know goes back thousands of years. So. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I guess I'll, I'll just hold on to that, you know. And, well, and the Buffalo has an arrow, course, right? right? It didn't get that in the 20th century. No, those are probably. not the kind of arrows that Billy is shooting. Yeah, right. Right. So, um, you know, the, I mean, that that definitely plays a part of it, that, that there are a people, yeah, that have been on that land for thousands of years, before the Tillersons or the Abbots were ever there, and with a very rich, uh, rich and deep history there, so absolutely, I think that I like that. I like that idea. Yeah. I think that's it. except for you know, like if your son is in a really bad place and you've just put up five hundred grand on making sure that he gets to uh, court. You probably shouldn't choose that moment to drop on him how you escaped consequences by jumping into this big hole. Good point. Good point. Now, yeah. I mean, we could argue that Perry took him out there, but but yeah. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, like, right. this was really, I think, as a time for Royal suddenly deciding to share, it's A, a little bit late and probably not the moment no. for you to share this story. Nope. Maybe wait till you're back at the ranch and then, you know. Yeah, I think that's it. You know, just like, I mean, I just, I want to root for someone in this show. And it's just, there's just no one that, I, I none of these characters I can really get behind, you know. Um, like I said, even Cecilia, who uh, before was the one character we were really sympathetic with, 
who knows what's going on with her. And I almost think it's like crazy that you have an actress like Lily Taylor. And I think she's really been underused, especially the back half of this season. Um, except to just sit here and look morose with what her group is praying around her or when Patricia Tillerson is laying into her or whatever. You know, we just really, I don't know. I mean, this, this is this, uh, you know, a grade-A actress who you're not really, I feel like they're not really using her skills here. Agreed. All right, you good? Yeah. Okay. I think that might be all I got. Okay. Well, let's get to listener feedback. And Cindy checked in via the Facebook group, and I wanted to you know bring this to everybody's attention. She says, prior to watching this episode, I've been on the Autumn is Grown Up Amy train, but during the scene where Autumn is talking to Perry, I had the thought, what if Autumn is Rebecca? We don't really know how time travel works in the void. What if Rebecca fell into the void? If she walked out that far, she could have been really tired and accidentally fallen in and ended up in the past as her nine-year-old self. Then after living her life on the slow path, she shows up on the Abbott's ranch, but is still younger than she was when Perry first met her. So he doesn't recognize her. I know pretty far out there, but hey, it's out of range, right? Yeah. And you know, the show that comes to my mind as I'm reading Cindy's post is what happens in Blink. And uh, her friend that, that ends up back in 1922 and then, you know, has to live her life. And, and, of, right. and of course, it's like her grandson. Right. To right. The message, yeah. Right? So, uh, yeah. I mean, look, everything's still on the table. Everything is yep. totally yep. on the board. Yep. So I'm not sure I'm down with that one, but it's, that's a solid theory. Yep. Because as she said, it's, we don't really know. I mean, look, we could say, well, we know what happens when you fall in the void because we saw what happened to Royal uh, as an adult. Well, okay, that's true. We did. And we saw what happened to Royal as a child. Okay, that's two. But two is two. <laughs> Two's not always. So right. anyway. All right, well, let's hear what Fred's got for us, and we will be right back. Hello, Dave and Wayne, and all listeners to Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for Outer Range Season 1, Episode 7. Coming back to the Episode 5 podcast, which I just listened to, you were talking, Dave, about the English phrases in your Dutch series, Adulterer. Well, indeed, we have in our language and in our writing a lot of English. And that's just because Dutch is a small uh, language area, actually. And we are, of course, international traders since 16th century. So we have a lot of connections. A lot of Dutch people know uh, at least two or three other languages, most of them. People that want to keep the Dutch language pure always have difficulties with that. But what I find peculiar is that you notice this especially in Dutch series, whereas I would expect that as well is in Danish, Norwegian or Swedish series. And this is already the second time that you especially talk about this for the Dutch language. So what do we do different than in, let's say, the Scandinavian countries? Or do you notice it there actually as well? Talking about it now, I think I remember you made a similar remark 
about Ragnarok. Okay, enough about this going into episode 7. Okay, let's start with the ending, the very last shot. After Perry threw himself into the void and it closed and Royal was screaming, no, no, somebody was watching him. And eventually it proved to be just autumn. But I really had to make a screenshot and brighten that to see that it was really her and not, for instance, Rebecca or something like that. So this series is very, very dark sometimes. And it really is like Ben said in the episode 5 podcast that you sometimes have to watch it in the evening because if you watch it during daytime, you can't see it or you have to judge the TV settings. It would have been, by the way, a very nice dramatic twist if the figure that was standing there in the dark was Rebecca. Because Perry partly, obviously, threw himself into the void, having the idea that Rebecca could be there. And the other thing is, of course, he wants to evade the judgment of killing Trevor, just like his father did, by avoiding and facing the death of his father. This whole story that Royal told Perry also explains more his behavior towards Olivia. I am not so pleased actually by all this revealing and finally understanding a little bit it in episode 7. I think it's too late. And if you compare it, for instance, to Dark... In Dark, we always got some new ideas, some new reality ideas, which then afterwards didn't completely be true. But we had ideas going on. And this was, again, as said before, so slow that now finally we get some ideas where it's going. And it could have nice twists from now onwards. But this is just too late. So I like that we finally get some insights and I dislike that it is so late in this first season. This of course opens all kinds of possibilities. We already were assuming that Autumn has time traveled, that she's from another time. It's like in Dark, it's not where is Mikkel, but when is Mikkel. Her connection with Billy is of course strange, but she needs a pawn and she got one. Luke finally is seeing what uh, Billy and his father know, and that makes his brain go completely off the rail. He's killing his father. I don't really understand that because... Or it's something like Royal, so I don't want this reality to be happening. And, of course, his father is the symbol of this void craziness... So he just wants to get rid of everything crazy in his life. But on the other hand, he cannot escape reality in the sense of that he saw the void. And actually realizing that his father is not crazy. Or realizing I'm just as crazy as my father. And then starting to get rid of that by killing his father. And what the next step will be towards himself or his brother is unclear. Okay, that will be all for now. Greetings, all the best, Fred from the Netherlands. Uh, one more, I say one more. This will probably come up, uh, you know, who knows how often in, in the 
discussions, but fascinating about the use of language in Dutch shows. Now, Fred, I would tell you, I don't notice it as much in Scandinavian shows. And, and, you know, as I was telling you, you know, you earlier, the show I'm watching now, it, it takes place on the border between Germany and Poland, and, and they're not doing it there. I've watched a number of Scandin uh, of Icelandic shows, uh, several Norwegian shows. Uh, I think Fred mentions that they do it in Ragnarok, but but not to the extent that I notice it in, in the Dutch shows. And then, as Fred points out, I had no idea that that uh, the Netherlands was, was kind of this this focal point for international business. So see that I did know. Though. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Actually, the the Netherlands basically bankrolled the early United States. Like this country might not have gotten off its feet if uh, we hadn't got like a big loan from from the Dutch. Oh, okay. Early on. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, you know, knowing that, it, it makes more sense. So anyway, I'll keep you posted, Fred, on, on how that works so out. So basically, if you have a problem with the United States, go talk to the Dutch. There it's go. their fault. All right. There we go. They create this monster. Um, you know, as we've said, uh, not to beat a dead horse, we, we need more answers Or a sooner. dead bear. Yeah. Um, and then as he, he brings up Billy, and whether or not Billy's going to be a pawn or Autumn's compatriot, I feel as if he's going to be a compatriot. He'll always be second. He'll always be subservient to her. Yeah. But I don't see her out and out using him i i feel i, that, I don't know i'm i'm hard on the pawn theory okay think, all right and, yeah i think she's just you know leading him along perfectly yeah i can see it going that way not, yeah yeah and i don't necessarily know that she is like some kind of machiavellian doing it i think she just i like because who knows what autumn's motivation is honestly she seems to be all over the place really and so I don't know how much of what she does is machinations or how much of it is just in the moment seems like the thing to do. Well, and, and we just don't know, as we said several times before, we don't know when she's come from. Right. So, you know. Big mystery. Right. So, uh, and hopefully if, if they don't answer that one, I'm done. Uh, don't even talk to me about season two, Dave. Okay. We're not, it's not happening. Okay. If they don't even freaking address that, forget it. We are not doing season two of the show. No way. All right. What if, what if they address one of our other questions? We'll, we'll see. Okay. All right. That's we'll fair, fair enough. All right. Any closing uh, thoughts? No, but just, uh, you know, I agree. Fred. You know, like the, it's just this, this, it is shot just too, it's too dark. It's way too dark. You can't, you literally can't see. What's going on? You, I have to adjust my TV settings just to be able to, like, on a literal level, see what's going on here. I think that's a problem. You know, I don't think it's just my TV. It sounds like other people are having the same issue. If they get a season two, they really got to, they've got to talk to the director of photography because I don't think he did it, that person, he or she, they, whoever it is, I don't think they did a very good job. It's just when you, when you have to just, your TV settings just to see what the heck's going on. That's that's not great. Fair point. Yeah. So, all right, Fred. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you. Um, all right. I guess we will leave it there. 
That will do it for this episode of Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. Thank you for joining us. Love to hear what you think about Outer Range, something in your genre TV world. If you want to reach us, Sci-Fi TV Rewatch at gmail.com is the way you can do that. The website is Sci-Fi TV Rewatch.podbean.com if you want to check out the drop-down menu with all the shows we've done over the last 10 years. We'll be back next week to talk about the season one finale of the Amazon Prime video series Outer Range. But until then. Yeah, Dave, I appreciate that you came to uh, you know my son's graduation party the other day and everything. And it was really awesome hanging out. But you know, I just was a little awkward in the morning. I was just wondering, were you drunk when you when it happened? <laughs>